It's All like right. he's just screaming in agony. Oh! Yeah, Crap out <laughs> <laughs> You bitch! <laughs> Thor will penetrate you. <laughs> <Rabathor>! <laughs> uh, I don't know why that's funny every time, but it is. Uh, <laughs> not to isolate that one. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> This is Nigel Nigerson, and you're listening to Metal Nerdery. Please follow them on the social media. Uh, they are now on Twitter at Metal Nerdery. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Metal Nerdery Podcast. And search for them out in the Googles at metalnerdery.com slash podcast. This is Obvious Osborne. That guy's British. Isn't it obvious? I guess we should have a sort of an official intro here, huh? <laughs> oh yeah! Hi, welcome back to the whole <laughs> <laughs> Matt must be um, angrish. <laughs> Sorry, he is speaking nice. the native tongue. Give him a moment. He's angrish. <laughs> nice segue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, segue. Hi, hello. My name is Matt. I come from a land this is the Emerald Isle. It's also known as Angerland. It's a great <laughs> city. You should go see it. Angerland. But you're going to say you're from a land down under, but you know, sorry. Uh, Angerland. That's a, that's a different. Angerland sounds kind of badass. That'd be like a cool name for a thrash band. Any, if there's any Irish thrashers listening to our show, if you're thinking about a band name, if you go with Angerland, just make sure that you name check us so we get some you know, kudos and commitments. But that would be a fucking cool band name. Angerland. Yeah. Angerland, Judas Priest, Foghat. Fucking Fog bad hat. <laughs> Foghat. <laughs> I, I didn't know they were. I had to Foghat in. Foghat's very angrish. <laughs> they could be kind of. Ang- oh, you know what? Fuck Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy would be angrish. There you go. Thin Lizzy. Yeah. I'm, they I'm would good be with angrish. that. Don't be angrish. So, anyway, without further ado. <laughs> Welcome back to the Metal Nerdery. Metal Nerdery Quarantine Edition. Back up to full uh, power threesome. That's yeah, right. Full power threesome. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's so, I mean, the full power threesome is, is, is better, man. I'm not, of course, yeah. I mean, the power of the threesome is undeniable. That's right. It is, it is, it Don't is. deny the power of the threesome. <laughs> the power of the threesome compels me. <laughs> okay, we're never gonna get off the ground. Get out of the gutter. We're 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 practicing safe uh, power threesome ism ismism ism ism. Yeah, okay. we each have six foot thick extensions. I should have fucking lost my mind. <laughs> You have, to, you have to forgive Matt. He's unemployed right now. 
He's unemployed right now. He's talking about, let's see, in addition to maybe the metal nerdery man, man cloth, the loin cloth, we could also have the metal nerdery dick extensions. <laughs> <laughs> For proper social distance sexual intercourse. It's not like a built-in condom. Yeah, we're social distancing, so I'm not sitting next to him to smack him in the back of the head anymore. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. just, we'll do what we can. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag backhead smack shadowing. That's too much. That's a mouthful. Come back. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Come back. I can do better. All right. So 1995. <laughs> it's like, wait, we're not done yet. Let's keep going. It's been a minute. We're going to blow out the lines just a little bit. How's the sound, Mr. Producer, man? Is it, is it still sound strokey or is it pretty clean? That sounds good. <laughs> strokey. Strokey. Gross. Strokey is more like the, you know, that's actually ah. the same noise I make when I do stroke. Anyway. Uh, keep that to yourself. And we're back. Okay. Albums turning 25 in 2020. So obviously we're talking about crap that came out in 1995. Obviously. 90s were, when we were young. The 90s were kind of strange with metal. 95, I turned 21. <laughs> that was a fun year. It was a fun night. Fun party, yeah. I remember having to wash off the side of my truck. Eh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> let, I'll let you uh, figure out why. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> Rev uh, up like a douche on the side of his truck. <laughs> Sorry, it's not going to be fog. It's going to be man for man's earth band. <laughs> anyway, first on the list, 24-7 spies. Yes. I never heard that one. I was going to say, I, I remember uh, listening to some other ones, but I don't remember that one. The last um, one I got was 92. What one was it? It was the one when they had they got a new drummer. They kind of changed a little. They weren't quite as heavy anymore. It was more kind of the funk thing, but fuck what the hell right. was the name? But that was the last one I knew from them. I kind of I kind of lost out after that. Yeah, they had well, one was like, this is – 24-7 Spies or something like that. It that wasn't was that an, one? There was an EP, too, I think. That might have been it. I think there was the EP, and then they came out with that that one in 92. Maybe it was 94. I don't know. This one, I don't I don't remember. I liked them, though. Oh, yeah. I did dig them. That's how I listened to them, John Connolly's theory. No, no. Was it more of the funk, or was it just rap rock? It used to be heavier, like, when Gumbo Millennium came out, that was there was some heavy shit on that, but it still had its nice little moments of like kind of funkiness. Yeah, it, it kind of I guess more of your funk that funk metal thing that was going yeah. on for a little while. And yep. I mean it, I can't remember specifically, but it it probably had a little bit of a rap tinge every once in a while. But it was it had it was elements, more, but it, it it was not on the same page as say like Stuck Mojo. Right, right. Not anywhere near that heavy, but I mean, they did have moments of. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't, it didn't fall into that rap metal. Right. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, cool. But it was fun to listen to. They had a lot of energy. It was kind of almost like soul with a bit of a heavy edge to it, like heavy soul, maybe. I mean, it was heavy more soul. metal. Heavy soul. Heavy core. soul metal. I fucking dig <laughs> Yeah, heavy soul metal core. <laughs> it's not legit unless you tag core on the end. Of <laughs> That's it. right. That's new. Heavy soul core. <laughs> Heavy soul. All right, core. we created a new genre. Our work here is done. All right. 
Our work is complete. Now behold the awesome lethality of heavy soul core. <laughs> the new audio weapon. Yes. Um, <laughs> ACDC Ballbreaker. You know, I'm not sure I can name a song off like a hit off of that. I have to admit I'm not super familiar. That was I was kind of off into other crap in the mid nineties. That, that like, I do call. It's <laughs> like, stuff, it's like, I liked all the old ACDC stuff in the mid when the nineties hit, I guess I was listening to just heavier crap, you know, and I wasn't really, I wasn't really paying much attention to ACDC, you know, later years, obviously kind of rediscovered and reappreciated, but I, uh, I have to admit that one I'm I'm not super familiar with other than whatever they probably had a video for. Yeah, I'm right. sure if they had like a promo track for it, it was probably I'm sure I'm sure I heard it. But the one thing about ACDC at least is their consistency because for people that are ACDC fans, I mean it's like every album it's if you're an ACDC fan, it's like you're gonna get exactly what you expect. Yep. There's no shaka. They're the ACDC of ACDC. So. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Speaking of them, uh, as maybe about three weeks ago, the, the kid was off doing something on a Saturday night and the wife was in the room, bedroom reading. I was kind of left to my own devices. And uh, I bought that ACDC Live at Donington DVD a while back. And uh, I was like, what the hell? Had some beers, popped that in. Watched it on a big screen. It was pretty badass. Oh, wow. I enjoyed it. Sounded good. What year was that? I think it came out. 91? I was going to say, I think like 91. Was that when Alice in Chains was part of that too? Or or I'm thinking of Monsters of Rock probably. I remember Donington was like the other big, huge festival that had like a lot of reach. Yeah, it was. It took place August 17th, 91. I think it was released in 92. Okay. It was good stuff. I mean, it was packed solid. It started off with Thunderstruck, Shoot the Thrill, Back in Black. Nice. And a little Heat Seeker, Fire Guns, Jailbreak, The Jack. Yeah. Whole lot of Rosie. It was yes. Classics. The uh, thing you'll find interesting, Matthew. Yes. When they, this, this caught me off guard. They zoomed in on Malcolm. And, you know, they had the big row of stacks behind them. Yeah. The uh, the top ca- the bottom cabinets were all Marshall like you would expect. The top cabinets were Mesa. Really? Yeah. And then they showed uh, Cliff Williams' bass rig behind him. He was playing all Mesa. Interesting. And, uh, I want to say the bottom row of cabinets behind Angus were Mesa. So they were playing around with Mesa a little bit, which was mm-hmm. nice. I wonder if they have like a different tone the speaker cabinets. Another like a different thickness. The mesas seem like they're deeper and thicker than like the Marshalls do. It's probably a pretty good combination. Deeper and thicker for a uh, bigger, yeah. beefier sound. Not not to get off topic, but uh, so I watched that, and then you know they were still leaving me alone, so I had a couple more beers. <laughs> when I bought that, I bought a Judas Priest dvd it was it had a uh, priest live on it a bunch of their old tv performances oh, and, like, a lot of the old videotapes so you know i've had the priest live tape since high school but i'd never seen the video so i was like what the hell i'm watching priest live so i rocked out to that 
That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, it was good. And then uh, they were still leaving me alone. A few <laughs> more beers into it. <laughs> I uh, I finally got around to watching uh, the Motley Crue movie, The Dirt. Or Dirt. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was. <laughs> there were some scenes in that I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah. I read the book, and it was there were some holy shit moments reading the book. I was like, "God damn, for real!" I think I've seen the wow. first half of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting. It was fun to watch, but yeah, the whole scene when Ozzy comes out to the pool, you see <laughs> yeah. that part. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I needed to see that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. But, yeah. All right, I digress. That was my Saturday night. That night. I'm gonna cool. say, have you not to digress further, but I'm sure people in lockdown are probably watching this shit. But have you heard about or watched any of that Tiger King? No, my, my kid watched some of it, but it is a train wreck, man. Yeah, it's I can't some do of it. it it's some of, I, I basically, I, I basically said that if you want to know what the LSD and what the psychedelic experience is like, watch Tiger King because you never know from one minute what the fuck is. Because you'll see it like, did I imagine? I, I did just watch that, right? It's the most crazy shit I've ever seen. It's awesome, but it was just like just bad shit crazy. That's what the kid said. I don't know. I, it doesn't really seem like something I need to watch. So. Yeah, me either. It's, 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 a, it's a nut job, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, back to our brain of craziness. Uh, the Alice in Chains self-titled album. I got to say, yeah, I kind of, I don't know, call, call me whatever, but dirt whatever. just something, yeah. Something about Dirt was just kind of one of those, like, oh, shit, how are you going to follow up that? And this was a very, very different record than Dirt was. The whole vibe, the mix of it, I mean, it just, it, it, it didn't even feel like the same band. It was a cool record, but it was like it wasn't the same. Does that make sense? Yeah. It was, it was definitely different. Um, I liked it, though. I mean, I didn't not like it. I'm just saying it was it was as different as comparing, like, say, I don't know, Doctor Feelgood to the self-titled Motley Crue album. To me, that's how, that's how different it was. It was like that's quite different. Yeah. Or even like comparing, you know, well, it doesn't matter. But the point was, is it just seemed different. It was cool. But it just yeah. Seemed- I never really. I guess, but there were another band back then that I just. I don't know. It's like I knew the. I knew of them and knew their songs, you know, whatever they had out, but I never really delved into them. And I, I think my favorite Alice in Chains that I've heard is either, it's probably Jar of Flies and the, uh, the Unplugged album. Yeah, those are really good. Because, really you know, a lot of bands for the, the, the whole Unplugged thing, they would basically just grab an acoustic and play the same version of the song, power chords and all. But it seemed like they went in and, like, totally restructured their songs to – you know, for an acoustic setting, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That kind of adapts it more and makes it more of a personal touch, I guess. Yeah, I I, I thought it was great personally. But yeah, them yeah. and commitments for that for sure. Next on the list, I had one of their albums, Amorphous. I remember the one you had. I was trying to remember it. I remember the album cover. It seemed like it had some like picture of like, on it or something. Yeah, like vegetation yeah. or something. But I remember it seemed pretty fucking heavy. Yeah, it was. I think it was called Tuanella or something. I don't know how to say it, but 
Um, yeah, they, I think they had kind of started changing by that point. I, I think they kind of started out as just like death metal or whatever. But by the time they got to that album in the 90s, later 90s, they were kind of getting a little progressive. So a little bit different. Very cool, though. clean vocals and stuff. Yeah. I think that was one of the, the shocker things about it because usually it was kind of like it's either going to be a screaming pterodactyl or a you know beer bloated demon, and it's like no, nope, this is different. Clean vocals. Oh, okay. Yep. Yes. So they're pretty good. Anathema. I've got some of their stuff. I like them. They're another one that really? started out death metal and then kind of went progressive. I remember the name. I feel yeah. like. I feel like I heard that name and nothing. I was going to say, I feel like I've heard that name before, even before now, like, like local style. They're from Britain. Yeah. Well, they obviously ain't from here, man. So it ain't local. So man, shut your hole. You're wrong. Let these boys get back to work. Hey, oh, it's Archie. Take that pop in. Millie's making pasta. I'll be back upstairs later. All right, dude. (laughs) Say hey for me. So I'm not familiar with these, but uh, they're a good band. Yeah, later on, they, they had one. They had one called Hindsight, where they they did they kind of took all of their heavier. Well, I think it's like a little EP, and they took some of their old heavy songs and like damn near turned them into sort of like a Pink Floyd kind of thing. Just really clean vocals, kind of clean arrangements and stuff. I don't know. It's really cool. I, Almost I like a complete it. reimagining sort Re-imagined. of the original thing. Exactly. Wow. Good stuff. Pretty interesting. At the Gate sounds familiar too. I feel like they're one of those bands, like the early. Yeah. Kind of I, like I'm not real familiar with them, but it's like the name sounds familiar. Yeah, they were one of the. I think one of the kind of like the big early death metal bands. I've I've listened to them a little bit over the years, but never a lot. So I don't I don't I'm not very familiar with them. Don't have a whole lot to say, but influential from what I understand. Steeden, yeah. Steeden, melodious death metal. Yes. And then Arion. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't know about that one. Full <laughs> sounding name and the album art looks pretty cool. Death Prog metal. Come on. Prog. Or, or sorry, sorry, Dutch. That's Dutch Prague. Dutch Prague. I almost like said hash prog metal. I'm like, that sounds tasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it sounded kind of like some kind of meal. I'm like, hey, hey, man, can I get an order of hash prog? Side of gravy. Cheese. Deliciousness. Yeah, yeah some hash prog. Hash I had prog. some corned beef hash prog for uh, breakfast today. So. <laughs> hash prog. <laughs> Hello, drink this hash prog. What? And then you got the old Bad Brains. Yeah. I, I think everybody knows about Bad Brains. Yeah. To them a lot over the years, but I mean, I think it's like there's a few songs here and there that I remember that were kind of pivotal back in the day because they've kind of always got mentioned in like the thrash circles and stuff. But they started in '77. Yeah, they're they've been around forever. That's crazy. Uh. I've I've watched some of their old concert footage, and their shows seemed like like the quintessential like crap you used to hear about the old freaking punk shows and everything. Yeah. People, yeah, you yeah. know, stage diving and you know, nice rough pits and all that good stuff. Just general craziness. Yeah, 
for fun metal nerdery factoid, uh, Souls of Zero actually did a cover of a Bad Brains tune, Eye Against Eye, on 66 EP. I remember that. Quite a good version, I thought. And then some stuff I'm not super familiar with. I know the name Bal Sagoth, but uh, I don't. <laughs> it looks more like Ball Sagoth. But... <laughs> Ball Sagoth. <laughs> All right. Are you talking about yourself, old man? <laughs> you mean Bob Sagoth? No, not Bob Sagoth. Ball Sagoth. <laughs> Don't introduce me as Bob Saget. People will be disappointed. It's Balls Saget. Old balls. Old balls? (laughs) (laughs) To go to an old face? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I had to resurrect old face there. (laughs) If you listen to it, it's it's definitely symphonic black metal. Ah, uh, the old symphonic stuff. I guess. Yeah. A name like that, a black yep. moon broods over Lemuria. Yes. That just sounds like, it sounds like Cradle of Filth with like an orchestra. It'd be like if Cradle of Filth did the Metallica S&M thing and they had like a whole orchestra behind them. That's what that reminds me of, just the title. You need to go gotcha. back and uh, listen to some of these. Yeah, I'm going to. It's, it's crazy, like some of the stuff. And then, of course, you read the comments and, whew. <laughs> brutal well no actually a lot of them are this is the best album ever and which you know i just wasn't a part of any of that any of that genre at all and i just it just blows me away but it's it's cool that so many people like them you know you know like that kind of music you know oh yeah the behemoth i know they're still going they they actually got some pretty good stuff pretty heavy not familiar with that album from back then, but they're kind of one of the leaders, sort of. And I think they're Polish. I think they're from Poland. They are Polish yeah. extreme metal. Extreme metal. That's right. Storming near the Baltic. What is with balls in these people? <laughs> balls Sagath. Storming near Balls <laughs> near it, I'm right below Ballsack. <laughs> Storming near the Ballsack, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'll be uh, me coming to your house next Friday night. Storming the ball. That sounds bad, doesn't kind it? Of the, the next Storming three the are bands I've, I've heard of, but never Benediction, Beowulf, and Bestial Warlust. So I know all their names, but I'm not familiar. Not heard the name. Well, Benediction, I think I've heard of, but the others, no. British death metal. Benediction. Bestial Warlust is just such a fucking awesome. They, I want to say I think they're Australian, maybe. They are. Yep. Okay. They are. Yeah. I mean, that's almost kind of got a weird something to it, just the name Bestial Warlust. It just sounds like, I don't know, I probably shouldn't even share what I think it sounds like, but it sounds yeah, like probably something. not. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it to yourself. It sounds unshareable. Well, then get it, yeah, then we get into Matt's territory here. Nineties uh, Black Sabbath. He's the authoritarian on that. Uh, I don't, did you say authoritarian? That would be, yes. No, it is this way. Listen <laughs> to me. Cross yeah, purposes black. and forbidden. Yeah, you know it's funny that live box set. I think it was like because I almost got it. And I don't know why I didn't. I guess I was being a cheap college bastard but because i think all it did is like it, it had like a video maybe an audio and like a shirt 
It was something about it. I had a shirt. That's what made it a box. It was something goofy. I was like, ah, not that. No offense to Sabbath, but I was like, nah, sorry. And then Forbidden, I got the album. And that was kind of one of those, Adam, you've probably got bands like this. It was probably maybe even a little like this for Maiden in the 90s, but kind of where it's yeah. like, you know, you show up, it's like, yeah, man. I guess like with sports teams, like, yeah, it may not be their year, but I'm like, fuck it. It's Black Sabbath. This Tony, I mean, the man is a god. I'm going to buy it. Got to give it up. Isn't that the one that the guitar player from uh, Body Count, didn't he produce that one? Ernie C or whatever his name is? Yeah, he did. In fact, I think Ice Ice T actually had a guest guest vocal spot on, I think it was The Illusion of Power. Who'd ever thought Ice T on a Black Sabbath song? Not this guy. No. Who'd ever, thought, and, who'd ever he, thought that Ice T and Slayer would collaborate? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just saying. But well, those are, uh, supposedly those are bands that Ice T, you know, influenced them really, Slayer and Sabbath and all that. So, crazy. That's cool. Yeah, Blind Guardian. Isn't that some uh, ex Halloween? I'm not really sure. I know, I know they're always kind of part of that whole progressive discussion like they always kind of get lumped in with like the progressive metal but german power metal yeah. power metal formed in 84 as wow. lucifer's heritage very catchy lucifer's <laughs> heritage very catchy often credited as one of the most influential bands for power metal and speed metal really blind guardian that's right the uh the bands, uh, when they changed their name to Blind Guardian, it says it was influenced by uh, Awaken the Guardian. You know what that is, Matthew. That would be the Fate's Warning. Yes. John Arch days, way back in the day. I could have... Maybe I'm wrong. I guess I could have sworn that somebody from Halloween was involved in that, but I don't know. They got 10 records out. The last one was 2019. I could be smoking crack. Hey, if you are, uh, could you have like dropping <laughs> off? Or... Could you do a little crack delivery. Yeah, it's home delivery. Well, pass, well, it know, it's like the, a... uh, pass it through the the ether. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah their that... last album was called Legacy of the Dark Lands. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Legacy of the Dark Lands. I feel like I'm going to like medieval times when I hear that. It's like suddenly I want a turkey leg. Well, I have to say, uh, Blind Guardian sounds better than Lucifer's Heritage. Yeah, Lucifer's Heritage sounds like almost racist. If that's, yeah. possible. <laughs> if that's possible, I don't know if it is, but Blind Guardian sounds way better. The found one of the founding guitarist names was Marcus Dork. Dork. With the uh, with the uh, thing uh, over the O, the little motorhead deal, whatever that's called. Uh, <laughs> does that make it? Does that make it dork? dork it makes it metal, dork? man. Yeah, Marcus Dork. It makes the it- thing over the O. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit? <laughs> I tickled you. <laughs> 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 All right, there, Benji the nerds. <laughs> Woo! Okay, sorry, and I'm back. Power metal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have a Bruce Dickinson live album. I'm not sorry. Hey, look, before we get into that, you can't fault me what? for laughing a little bit. It's only been you know forever. 
We've been having to tell yeah. people that you've been off doing like special metal nerdery assignment, positive <laughs> Millie, and it's kind of like it, you know, all this nervous energy gets built up and it's got to release. So that's right. I'm releasing. That's what I'm doing. Just uh, keep a tissue handy. You know, it's funny. Blind Guardian kind of sounds like what you would refer to as like the greeter at Walmart. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of accurate, is it not? All Tell, right me then. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. All righty then. <laughs> All right, and going back to Bruce. Take it away, Bruce. I've, I am not familiar with that at all. So, oh, how dare you, Maiden? I know, I know. Well, wait a minute. Tattoo Millionaire came out in what '94, wasn't it? Because he left Maiden I in '90. Yeah, I didn't keep up with Bruce's solo uh, career. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce <this. laughs> yeah, Tattooed Millionaire came out in 90. 90, okay. That was before he left. I remember it was near No Prayer for the Dying, but somewhere in there. Holy shit. Sorry, I was just looking at the cover of the next one. Cancer. Blind Faith. Or Black Faith. Black Faith. Blind yeah, Faith, motherfucker. Black Faith. I know the I know the name. Don't know the uh not familiar with the any of their crap really, so British Thrash. Looks like a badass I mean it's a creepy fucking album cover. It's like this crazy looking clown looks like he's about to murder everybody. Which is exactly what I think of when I think of cancer. Clown. Speaking of Britain, yeah, you got Blind Guardian, you got Bruce, you got Cancer, then Carcass, then Cathedral, they're all British. So. Yeah. Yeah. Carcass, they got some good stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, they released, uh, we'll see, Heartwork was just before this, right? That would have been, what, 93, yeah. I guess. 93. Heartwork was, yeah. I remember getting 93, yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Hard gore. Gore grind. The Cathedral and the Carnival Bazaar, I think Tony Iommi actually did a guest spot on one of the songs. I think it's Utopian Blaster. I think it's on that album, which is actually a badass fucking song. It's like, huh. it's heavy as shit. I think he probably might have co-wrote it with him, but it's fucking badass. Yeah, they got some good stuff. I like them. They got some of their crap is here, like what? Kind of off kilter, you know? They, but uh, so makes it fucking great because they're fucking English. Well, right. Yeah, Carcass. I think they used to break out like medical uh, textbooks for lyrics and song ideas and crap <laughs> back back in the old days. What are you doing, honey? I'm looking at a book about autopsy, Mom. Great. <laughs> Hope you have fun. One of the pioneers of melodic death metal. That would be the Carcass. Yes. Yeah, their first album was "Reek uh, of Putrefaction." Yeah, I remember they got more and more kind of like Heartwork was that one that kind of changed them. Yeah, they got they, were more they got melodious on that one. Melodious. It's Their one happened. before that was called Necrotism, Descanting the Insalubrious. Okay, whatever. Yeah, that's like I feel too stupid to even listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's smart metal core. <laughs> oh, smart metal. Sorry, you're too dumb to listen to this, son. <laughs> I'm out. They have some interesting uh, song titles on that one. Uh, Corporal Jigsaw Quandary. Incarnated uh, Solvent Abuse. Which one? 
on the car on the car on the, uh, the the necrotism album necrotism oh this is my favorite track seven lavaging expectorate of lysergide composition the fuck is that i, <laughs> I don't know i don't i don't even I don't even know. I, I'm too stupid to do anything with that. I'm like, you know, okay. I gotta There's go. a bonus track, Hepatic Tissue Fermentation 2. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck does the CD book look like? A little mini medical book or something? Is it like five feet thick? What is it? I mean, hey, man, you CD. <laughs> dude, you get the CD inlay booklet. It's like 5,000 pages long, dude. I'm so smart as shit. I'm only up to like page 20. And then we got some stuff I'm not familiar with. Clawfinger. Use your brain. At least that's a message. Comic-Con. Yeah, Comic-Con. Fable Frolic. Oh, Fable Frolic. And there happens to be sheep on the front cover. Swedish death metal. (laughs) Comic-Con looks like Cum-Con. 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 Cum-Con sheep. Then crematory. Uh, Not familiar. Either my crowbar, time heals nothing. And then you got the mighty crowbar. Mighty crown. The crown. I've got one of their albums. Uh, it sounds familiar, but I'm not. not they were familiar. pretty good. The they were kind of. The, the album I have, anyway, it came out in the 2000s at some point, but it was kind of like a death thrash kind of affair. It was pretty good. Yeah. Speedy, technical, with some melodiousness thrown in. Melody. You know, thank you for the recipe. <laughs> Next one sounds yeah. interesting. Kruach, Kruach, Kruachan. C R U A C H A N. We're too stupid to pronounce it. Maybe not. Yes. Folk metal. Batha uh, Nagail. Folk metal. That's kind of cool. Folk metal. And then uh, damaged. I'm not familiar with that either. Uh, I like the album title: Passive Backseat Demon Engines. Well, okay. <laughs> I think that's reasonable. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like mother in law. All right. And then you got a couple of the, uh, you know, familiar uh, Dark Tranquility and Dark Throne. I'm sort of, I, I haven't listened to either one all lot, but I, I know mm-hmm. of them and have listened to. Seems like these are the uh, raccoon faced uh, yeah, <laughs> Scandinavian death metallers. Well, that's what they're going they to like. I mean, nothing. They're going to come hunt you down and kill you for saying that. You know that, they right? Might. There's a they lot might. of them. They might. Yeah. But I mean, they're going to hold your ass to a church and burn you. <laughs> that's okay. I don't go to church. <laughs> I didn't say you did. That's I just right. said they're going to take you to one. Yeah, they're going to take you to one. Uh, they'll All take right. you to one. The church will probably catch on fire when you get on property. So yeah, so it's like that. I could be their biggest. I mean, you know, I might, they might be my biggest fan. Who knows? This is a cool name for an album. You got to admit, the Dark Throne is a name for an album. Panzerfaust. It just sounds cool. It sounds badass and also kind of like dignified, yes. like royalty. Dignified. Dignified. Hello, we are Dark Throne from Scandinavia. Listen to our new album, Panzerfaust. We're classy yet evil. Please check us out online. Go to Look our out. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Look out! Head for the chopper. 
Sorry. No disrespect to the Swedish black metal or Scandinavian black metal band. So please don't come kill me. Um, if you do, I'd like to go out like I was going to a hospice environment. So please bring drugs. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like they, they, they've got the classic uh, like uh, Norwegian black metal album cover, the logo that's barely legible and it's black and, <laughs> it's black and white with some trees and a moon. You can hardly see anything. Looks like uh, a ghoul is looking at you from the black. So there's, there's two people in... Uh, Dark Throne. You got Fenris, plays guitar, bass, drums, synths, spoken word vocals, and then Nocturno Colto. Let me guess. Drums. He's the lead singer. Uh, oh, no, he's the lead singer. singer. Okay. Sorry, I just made him a drummer. It's like that other guy does all the other shit. It's like, that's yeah. Fenris is the band, and uh, Nocturno Colto is the uh, singer. Interesting. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. They recorded this album in Necro Hell Studios, just so you know. Necro Hell? Yeah, that's what it says. All right, next, Dawn. Don't know anything about it. No. Can't pronounce the album. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Yeah, that. Exactly. It's totally different. Somebody's going to look at this and like, y'all are fucking idiots. It's actually this. Yeah, like, yeah you're right. We are You idiots. don't know how to say that, you stooge. Like, here we go. If anybody out there in Metal Nerdery land, any of you wonderful, wonderful people that are still listening at this point and haven't given up on us, if you know what that means, please, please tell us what it means because we are we would like to know. We don't even know which language that is, but it sounds exotic. And then you have death, symbolic. I know death got more into that whole progressive kind of like they took, they took death metal and kind of just made like a more progressive version of it. And it seemed like that was after they kind of got into that space, wasn't it? Like once they started yep. moving more towards progressive and away kind of from just the straight out death metal. I think so. I think yeah. that one also gets a pretty good, a good review. I think they've heard quite a few good things about it. I want to say, uh, let me see here. All right, I was wrong. I was thinking maybe that was the one. Maybe it was the album after that. They did a cover of uh, Painkiller. Yeah, that was really? the album after that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was on uh, The Sound of Perseverance, 1998. It was pretty good. I liked it. I think it did a pretty good job. Get on the, the death train. Check out the other stuff. Deceased, Blueprints for Madness. Yeah, I know them, but I, I know of them. But I don't know. Very familiar. And then, of then course you, you got Def Leppard Vault Greatest Hits 1980-1995 compilation. All right, sure, Def Leppard 2009 Right. What I just said. Yeah. I don't think we need to. Def Leppard's Def Leppard. Everybody knows Def Leppard. Yeah. It is, and they do. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty good prior to, what, 1987 or whatever year that was. Yeah. Hysterical like, came out. Hysterical. hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one just kind of killed it for me. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Hysterical. <laughs> thank, thank you. 
Man, we played so good. We're going to play this one arm tied behind our back. That's how fucking good we are. Okay. I'm no, I think that. That. Rick, Rick Allen, I'm uh, sorry. I apologize. Uh, that was a fucking great joke, and you know it. Don't even don't even challenge me. Uh, <laughs> they got rich as fuck off that album, so I'm not even – I don't even feel mad. Right. Not even. Right. Not no. even. <laughs> they could have they quit right then. Yeah, could have, and that would have been like a swan. That would have been a perfect swan song. It's like what release that album. It's gonna make. I mean, yeah, I don't even know. It, it made shitloads of money. It's like release that. Well, one, I think the they money. made a damn video for every song on that album. It seemed like I remember. It's like every time he turned around, there was another hysterical you know, <laughs> video coming out. <laughs> Phil Collin with no shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd get you again. But you're very ticklable today. Oh, fuck hey, dude. Too long, Adam. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Deftones. That was their first album, right? Adrenaline. Yeah. I, I liked that. I thought that one was pretty good. I, I like it, but, but you know the thing—the the thing I've noticed about Deftones, especially with "Around the Fur," which came right after that, is that "Around the Fur" had that huge jump in production quality. I guess like that sophomore boost. Yeah, but I don't know. I didn't... Some bands are like that. It's like the first album will be like "Adrenaline's Good." It's a good album, but if you compare the mix on "Adrenaline" to "Around the Fur," it's—it's it's like "Kill 'Em All" and "Ride Lightning." It's like there's no fucking difference. I mean, not. I like adrenaline. I like adrenaline. After adrenaline, I just kind of, I don't know. Really? Sort of dropped off my radar. I don't know why, but. Yeah. And you want to talk about your theory, first album versus second album. What about Fear Factory? You got Fear is the Mind Killer, and then uh, Soul of a New Machine came out. No, no, no. Soul of the New Machine. I'm getting. The manufacturer came out after Soul of the New Machine. Yeah, Soul of the New Machine. I was thinking. Yeah. I think Fear of the My Killers. That was either a song or an EP, but yeah, yeah. The yeah. manufacturer. Right. I mean, that album was like. That was a brutal, awesome second. Yeah, I mean, like for for a follow up. In fact, I think that came out. I was I'm thinking mistaken. so. I think it's on the list. We might. We might have. That album was. That album was fucking brilliant. I'll just, might, might be a I'll just foreshadowing, right backshadowing, but yeah, you can always go yeah. back and say it's brilliant again. Deicide, not as familiar with the Deicide. Once Upon the Cross. Scott used to listen to them, I think, back in the day. But, Wasn't that uh, with uh, Glenn Benton at the cross yeah. like burned into his head or whatever? Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, I guess if you're into that. That's cool. And Deliverance, uh, the influenced by COC, maybe? I don't know. I could be wrong. Camelot and Smithereens. That seems like a weird combination of words. Like Camelot sounds like, okay, they're going to be a progressive band, like a progressive metal band. Dream Guardian or Blind Theater, whatever. You know, but then you see Smithereens. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Is that like, like something blown to Smithereens? Like rubble and debris or... <laughs> it's just a weird it's a weird thing to see together those words i guess you figure yep Could have you got dismember another yeah dismember and dissection more uh death metal that i'm yep. not real familiar with mm -hmm. storm of the lights bang there you go 
Did you ever listen to Doc and Dysfunctional? Uh, I was I, out of, I was out of docking by then, so you know. Uh, well, okay, I, I bought it just because a it was them back together, and I was like a George Lynch fan, so I was like, okay, I want to hear what it's gonna sound like, and it was cool, but it kind of sounded like. Like there's a couple tracks on that album that I actually like enough to go back and like select them and listen to them again. Mm-hmm. But it's not one like you, you could. It's not one like you know, back for the attack or under lock and key or something. Bingo, yeah, or tooth yeah. and nail. It's not like that at all. So it's just it doesn't have that same magic. But eh, if you like a docking album, just docking. Gotcha. Next on the list, yes, one of our uh, metal nerdery favorites, yes. The downed Nola. God damn down. Quality. We, uh, we, uh, if you want to go back and check out the archives, we talk in detail. Yes. About Nola. Album dive. Album dive. Yes, yes, yes. It was lots of fun, too. Yes. It's a unanimous metal nerdery favorite. Hands yep. down. I remember the day it came out. It's like happy day. It's like Christmas. <laughs> and speaking of which going into the next one what a transition right, we made right. here uh, change theater. of seasons exactly yeah. you know I think those might have come out on the same day I don't know couldn't tell you that maybe not but I'm, I feel like maybe they did in fact I feel like it might have even been you know what I'm, I'm gonna because we're in virtual world here and because we're on lockdown and because nobody else has anything to do right now I'm going to see when this was released because I have a feeling that I feel like Change of Seasons and Down Nola came out around the time of the OJ verdict. I'm just saying that for historical purposes. I'm not saying that to say, oh, it had anything to do with the verdict. I'm saying that I remember that because Change of Seasons came out September 19th, 95. Really? Yes. Nola came out. Oh, the same day. Ah. September 19th, 95. Look at the brain on that. That, that was uh, okay. so they came out the same day. And by the way, that day is the day that I live on an infamy. That's when I fucked up my leg and started comedy. Yeah, the OJ verdict was actually October third, ninety five. So I was a little off, but interesting. They both came out the same day. So I was sort of smart. <laughs> Change of seasons. I uh, enjoyed that one. That was good. I mean, it was kind of cool how they did it, where they had like the one you know title track, which was like twenty two minutes long, and then you got covers that were done live which that was kind of a cool yeah cool, perfect cool strangers idea. then the uh, led zeppelin uh sort of medley there you go yeah like, yeah they imagine, did uh i don't imagine, know if, uh, i keep asking you if you can imagine i get the feeling that you can't <laughs> <laughs> you still there and go yes yes <laughs> okay can you imagine? You know, with it, you're making me anguish. <laughs> Can you imagine buying images of words and also having change of seasons tacked on at the end? Like that's what they wanted to do originally. They wanted to release images of oh, words, really? including change of seasons, the song. Good like, God, Jesus man! Jesus Christ, man! It's been a like double album. Too much. Yeah, I mean, that would have been too much for a debut, but anyway, fun little factoid. Yeah, just for uh, for Bill's knowledge, uh, they did a Zeppelin medley. They did the Rover, Achilles' Last Stand, and the song remains the same. Oh, awesome. Pretty well, actually. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, I want to check that out. 
And then the uh, track five on there, they called the big medley. They kind of did, you know, bits and pieces of songs, but they did uh, In the Flesh, Pink Floyd, Carry On, Wayward Son, uh, Kansas, Bohemian Rhapsody, Queen, Love and Touch and Squeezing, Journey, Cruise Control by the Dregs, and then uh, some Genesis, Turn It On Again. Wow. Yeah. I Can thought that I was a really cool medley the way they did that. They, they did it very well. It was like, yeah, it's very good. Most impressed with it. Nice. They also did a, a Deep Purple cover on there, Perfect Strangers, and a Elton John cover. So, hmm. you know, little medley thing. So. You know, for a friend. I, I always thought that, I thought they did that one exceptionally well because that was one of those songs I always liked back in the day. I was like, it'd be cool to hear a metal band do like a cool cover of this. So. That's cool. And the universe heard it, and there it is. And then you got Earth Crisis. I got one of their albums, I think. It's pretty good. You got on kind of a Victory Records thing for a while after they kind of came out. I remember Earth Crisis, I think, was one of yep. those bands. They had some good tunes. And then uh, Ed Guy is a band I kind of like. I haven't listened to them in a while, but they, they kind of reminded me of Halloween a little bit, a little bit proggy, uh, power metal. Mm-hmm. clean vocals sense of humor kind of i don't know i thought it was sense some of the stuff's pretty good. good i don't know about the name so much ed guy <laughs> yeah the name kind of sounds like it needs something but sounds like it should cool. be uh, associated with a uh, guy man dude remember him guy man dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah they can, they can get married and hyphenate ed guy man dude Think about that five, <laughs> five guys hey it's like five guys ain't it sorry yeah we like the burgers we'll eat there Okay, that's a plug. Excel, Seeking Refuge. Uh, not real familiar. Uh, neither am I. They look like, judging by the album cover with the skateboard dude and the bell bottoms, I'm going to go with early stoner metal. I had to guess. Maybe. I don't know. But then you got Extreme. <laughs> you know, what's crazy is I got that. I'm sure you did. Yeah. You probably got that the same day. You probably got You probably got that the day uh, you got a winger album, didn't you? <laughs> uh, there it is. There it is. It's okay. Make fun all you want. Matt listens to other metal besides thrash. It makes him a little weird. You used to hang out with Stewart and Beavis and Butthead, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, <laughs> man's going over to Stuart's house. I'm like, yeah, mom, because Stuart's got fucking snacks. You don't get fucking snacks at the store. Stuart's mom buys snacks, and that's why I like Stuart as a person. He's like, but there is a track on that extreme album. It's a hidden track. It's the very, I think it's the last song, the very last song on that album. It's it's like the title track, waiting for the punchline, and it's badass it's actually heavy for extreme which is like what but anyway i just had to throw that out check it out uh the next one was one of my favorites that year faith no more king for a day fool for a lifetime uh, excellent album i thought I remember you always had the faith no more going and they always seemed like one of those bands where they would like each album had kind of its own dynamic like a full yeah. piece thing is that accurate yeah yeah i just there were so many good songs on that album you know and they always run the gamut of styles and all that so it's just i really like the production on it the guitar sound on that one was just freaking solid so 
you know, and Mike Patton, you know, everybody talks about Mike Patton, but I guess there's reason the guy can do anything with his, he can do anything with his mouth. So, uh, well, hey, hello. <laughs> that's just hey, what? what I hear. That's just what I hear. I don't know. <laughs> what the hell did you say, Clark? <laughs> I think it must have been, the, I think the album after this, album of the year. We, uh, we saw them on that tour, the Masquerade. It's tasty. Don't you think they usually kind of like, as far as albums go, because I kind of want to go back and check out some of their stuff because I know over the years we've you've played different stuff and I've liked what I've heard, but don't they kind of find a vibe and it kind of suits the whole album? You know what I mean? Like all the songs kind of line up and it kind of has like this album has this feel and this album has that feel. Yeah, I guess sense. in a way, because yeah, I mean their their newest album, Soul Invictus, is like that. It's it's a little different than anything else they've ever done. It's like it's one of those where it's it's different, but it's the same. You know what I mean? But but it's kind of like there's like an overarching kind of theme and a kind of completeness. Where yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. Each album kind of like has. That. Yeah, each one kind of has like a vibe to it. So yeah, which I haven't listened to the first like. Uh, Angel Dust or the first one forever breaking back out, but Angel Dust is really good. Angel Dust is like one that really never got talked about for some reason. But there's a lot of good tracks on there. So, Wasn't that like I, the first one that came out after Epic or after the Real Thing? Yeah, Real yeah. Thing. I think it was the album that was the whole one that broke them, made them huge. Yeah, that was the last one with the their original guitar player Jim Moore. I think his name was the guy with the big fro. Yeah. I think I heard after he left Faith No More, he started doing porn soundtracks. So, you know. <laughs> hey, whatever pays hey. the bills. Hey. All right, you know, next. Huh? Never mind. Never mind. Come on, come on. Come on. I got excited. Next on the list was uh, Fear Factory, the manufacturer. So, uh, Just the way that album kicks off. Holy shit, the way it kicks off. You ever listen to that one, Bill? No, I need to get into some of that. Uh, you need did. to listen to that album, dude. Yeah, that album is fucking brilliant, man. Oh, Start to finish. Man, it, it, I, remember I don't I know where it, it is, man. That one, yeah, yeah, that album is fucking awesome. Yeah, we'll do that, that. that one gets a fucking awesome for me. So. Yeah, good yeah. deal. That one gets the collective metal nerdery fucking awesome. <laughs> I think after Bill <laughs> listens to it, I think we can include him in that. Yeah, it's, it's badass. It just really is. <laughs> Most Burton C. Bell's vocal delivery, Dino Casaveras, whatever his name is. His guitar sound on that album is just fucking gargantuan. The whole thing is just gargantuan. Like, even that yeah. first, I think the first track, I forget, there's like a part where I, I think it's about guns or something. There's a part where it like hits this breakdown, like right at the beginning before it really takes off, and it's like the sound of a gunshot. Yeah. And just the intensity of it's just fucking badass. Anyway, highly, highly recommend. It's. It's my favorite album that they put out. Absolutely. Next one's kind of a surprise. Super, yeah, forced entry. I'm not, I didn't know there was an EP, The Shore. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I, knew, about, I knew about the albums, but I didn't know, which we ought to do a dive on those albums sometimes. It'd be kind of fun to get back to yeah. it. But yeah, I didn't know about the EP, though. Interesting. Weren't they from Washington State? Something like that? Uh, I think so. It seemed like they were from somewhere... It seemed kind of out of out of the normal realm of where thrash bands were or where we were seeing them. 
So I think you're right. Yeah, they're from Seattle. Hmm. Imagine Seattle. that, Seattle. Yeah, formed in 1984. Wow. Wow. So they were Never achieved while. mainstream success, but often regarded as pioneers of the Seattle thrash metal scene. I didn't realize there was a. Fuck, <laughs> oh, I didn't either. That's kind of cool to know. Yeah, they. Hey, we learn they, something new every day. They put them along with Metal Church. Pain. You remember Panic? I remember that band. Yeah, they were they were pretty good. And that's not, that's not to confuse people, but that's not the Panic that Dave Mustaine was in. I think years and years and years ago, it's a different band. Oh, those guys. Well, they had that song "Black Feather Shake" or something like that. that something like that. Yeah, I thought it was like wasn't it like some cover or something else? I don't know. Anyway, if they were an interesting band too, I remember. I remember them. Seattle thrash scene. Fu Manchu, Daredevil. And I know Fu Manchu is kind of like stoner rock, stoner metal yeah. style. Yeah, they got some good stuff. I like yeah. them. Yeah, I dig their stuff. Their stuff to me just kind of has that total, like, growing up in California in the 70s vibe. Yeah. Like Jeff Spicoli in the 70s. That's so sweet. <laughs> Spicoli. Awesome. Totally awesome. I've been, getting into a lot, I've been getting into a lot of that lately. Dude, the, the stoner metal? Yeah. There's some good shit, man. There's there really is, man. It's crazy. Like Fu Manchu is cool. Nebula is really cool, even though they're more kind of rock than metal. But like some of the metal bands, the stoner metal bands, just we we could do a whole we we could do a, a an overview show of that and it wouldn't even touch the surface. Oh yeah, there's there's so many, and it's just that good. It's got a good sound. It's groove and. It's heavy, and sometimes the vocals are a little more melodic. Sometimes they're more growly. It's just, it's like the lighter side of down, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Have you ever, have you checked out Caius yet? I have, yeah. Damn, that, yeah I like when it. I discovered Caius, I think that's all I listened to for a while because yeah. shit was just so good. Yeah. It's just layers of stuff too, Caius. It's like you just every time you listen to it, there's new stuff you find that I could just never before. get over his guitar sound, man. It was just so freaking just fuzzed out, you know. It's like yeah. but it was his, <laughs> his guitar sound just gnarly. Yeah, nearly. So cool. nearly. Yeah. Nearly. All right, funeral. I don't know anything about them. Tragedies. Gamma Ray, I think uh, there's a dude related to Halloween. That's it. That's what I'm thinking about. It's the one. That's the, I got it. it. That's the it's fucking one. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Yeah, Kai Hansen. Oh, my God. That was Kai Hansen. That's it. Kai Hansen. No, Kai, not Guy. Kai Hansen. <laughs> no, Guy Hansen does hair in Hollywood, you idiot. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's Kai, not Guy. It's like I'm going out with Kai. What? A guy? No, Kai. It's different. Kai, not Guy. So, so there you go. Answered my own question. Okay. I'm moving on. I've never really listened to them a whole lot, but uh, the Gathering, coming. Mandelion, uh, I've yeah, heard of them, but. The next one's got to be a black metal band. Ghost, Ghost Storm. Storm. <laughs> Frozen, Frozen in fire. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Fred. Yeah. It just sounds metal. When I saw it at first, I read it. I looked at it. I thought it said Ghost Story. I was like, what? Yeah. But <laughs> Local Atlanta band back in the 90s for people that are curious. Check them out. 
So they got to be on YouTube you know somewhere. Remember. They're awesome. Grip Incorporated, then, Power of Inner Strength. I got yeah, that. I was going to say, yeah. I, knew, I remember when you got it. I don't think I ever really listened to it a whole lot. But. It was kind of strange. I mean, I dug it, but it was weird because the only thing, I mean, that was Dave Lombardo's band after he left Slayer. Yeah. And the only reason you would even know that Dave Lombardo was involved in it is because of the drums. I mean, it sounds like it's weird. It's like listening to Slayer with like a completely different guitars, bass, and singer. Because the drums are still Dave Lombardo, but it's like it's it's just weird hearing his drums outside of Slayer for the first time. That was kind of oh yeah. But it's a cool fucking album. I dig the album. I still listen to it even now, on the regular. How would have been the strength? Yeah. Hell Star, multiples of black. I don't know. <laughs> not familiar. Not sure what you're talking about. Could be a little weird. Then you got Ice Turf. Burn offerings, a band that's just never impressed me. Yeah, I, I guess with Ice Earth, it's either I got one of their greatest hits one time, and I just, it just it wasn't bad, but it was just kind of like it just sort of, eh, you know, I guess it's kind of yeah, like where there. it just doesn't connect. Yeah. So, ill disposed. Ill disposed. I like the name. Ill disposed. Yeah. Not familiar, so, though. Sounds cool. Judging by the the cookie (laughs) note on the side, I'm guessing that means like death metal. Yeah. (laughs) The next one looks interesting. (laughs) I'm familiar with Immortal. Yeah. And the note out of the side, drunken black metal insanity. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a video recently that the guy on the left, I think his name is Abbott or something like that. I don't know how you say it, but... (laughs) He was, he was all, he was all, yeah. Sorry. He was all done up like that and he had his guitar and he was like running down this hill to the stage where they were playing and he like just totally busted. You know, like, <laughs> you don't look very evil now. So, yeah, your evilosity has just evaporated. Right. You just got incubus. an evilectomy. <laughs> evilectomy, very nice. There we go. Nice. I'm not familiar with that Incubus album, Fungus Among Us. That's the one, I think that had... I'm guessing that was before Science. Yeah, I think that had uh, You Can Be a Hot Dancer on it, because that was like one of their more popular songs when Science Was that song out. about Chris Farley? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe You know what about- clip I'm talking about? Yeah. Chris Farley and uh, Dalton and uh, and Patrick Swayze hair. Yep. <laughs> could have, it could have been about Dalton. You never know. You just never know. Yeah, yeah that Dalton came out. Yeah, Science crazy. came out ninety seven. So yeah, but I remember that, that too. Was on the In Flames Subterranean. I got, I got two or three of their albums. Pretty good. I'm trying to remember Nothing. when they because I know they're part of the whole Scandinavian movement. I believe it went kind of melodic a little later on. Next one's all you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You know, oddly enough, I I broke that out fairly recently. The X Factor. Yeah, um, I broke out that and the other Blaze album. Yeah, Virtual X One. Mm-hmm. But the X Factor. I mean, there was there was like some stuff that was good on it. Like Sign of the Cross was good. Uh, I think Mad on the Edge, Fortunes of War. 
I mean, it's like there's some good tracks, but it's kind of like Maiden as a whole or on the whole. Uh, ah, hello. Thank you. In the, uh, in hello. the hole. Hello. It's like they were just sort of going through the motions. I mean, it's it's like some of the songs had that good classic Maiden kind of sound, and then some of them it was just like, all right, we're playing this song. You know what I mean? And there were certain songs where Blaze's vocals were, were really good. And then there were, it's like some of the things they were trying to have him do just didn't really work with his singing style. Too much. Yeah. It's just like some of them, they were, they were trying to do like a faster talking kind of thing. And he does better when he actually kind of like actually sings, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause he's got more a good voice. But more his wheelhouse. Yeah, when when he can actually kind of let it go and belt it out, that's where his vocals are are strong. When you do like some of this, these faster sections where he's he's kind of talking it out, just I don't know, it just it just didn't really work. But kind of um, loses something. But that being said, I mean it's worth listening to. I mean it's like I said, you find tracks here and there where you're like, yeah, that's really good, and then there's some where it's just kind of eh. So I don't know, worth checking out. And then you got the Satch Boogie. That's a good. That's a good album, I think. The self-titled Just Entry one. It's more bluesy. That one's got like it's like real, real, a lot more bluesy than like any of his other albums. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I never really listened to a whole lot of his stuff. Here and there, I kind of pick it up, but that's got. Kind of, but that's kind of the beginning of getting away from like all the super shred stuff. Because I mean, he's. You know, he still has pockets to that, but that album to me was more brought it down. It was more like just kind of bluesy. Like the whole vibe was just like a blues album. It was, it was cool. It was darker. I'll check it out. A darker Jim Zatriani. I did read a little news story just the other day. I guess Chickenfoot is officially kaput. Oh, really? Yeah. So seems like they went for a long, long time, but I just never really got big into them. I never did. I think I may have got, did you, did you have the albums? Maybe that's where I got them from. I can't remember. I might have got them from Gary. Cause I remember listening to them. Cause I was like, yeah, the guys involved it. I'll check it out. You know? And it's like, yeah, yeah the songs were good rock songs or whatever, but it didn't like, I got to hear it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some, some, you know, some bands are just kind of like that, I guess. Yep. And then you got some bands here that I've heard over the years, not familiar with Camelot, Cataclysm, and Catatonia. And then you got King Diamond, the King. The King. The King. Spider's Lullaby. I'm not familiar with that one. After after them, I kind of, or after Conspiracy, I kind of dropped off, and then I got that Abigail 2 and O2, and then that was kind of it. Yeah, uh, the same here. After Conspiracy, I, I mean, it's not that I didn't like it. I guess I was just off in other stuff. Okay, the next one. <laughs> the next one is <laughs> Conkra. K-O-N-K-H-R-A. The album is called Spit or Swallow. It's a young lady <laughs> with a gun in her mouth looking like, please, God, no, not again. I think I had one of their songs on a compilation one time. and Oh, yeah? can't remember i just remember sort of the name and everything i just i remember liking it 
but I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go through my crap, you know. Yeah. But did uh, you feel dirty afterwards? <laughs> see, they're from Copenhagen. Copenhagen. <laughs> Copenhagen. They were. They were uh, you'll like this, man. They were originally called Vicious Circle. Wait, what? Who conquer? <laughs> yeah. Vicious Their Circle. First, well, they'd have been like Vicious Circle Transylvania or wherever they're from, but. Yeah, their uh, their first album was called Sexual Affective Disorder. <laughs> All right. Actually, yeah. they just put an album out, 2019. That's sad. So, What's it called? Alpha and the Omega. Hmm. What the album cover of that looks like? Yeah, there's not. Okay, whatever. What was the other one? Sexual Affective Disorder. Yeah, that's sad. See what I did there? Sad. Okay, fun with acronyms. Moving on. <laughs> For some reason, uh, Wikipedia does not have their album covers. I wonder why. <laughs> well, based on the one for uh, Spit or Swallow, I can see why. And now yeah. you have Kravathor. <laughs> I don't... I don't. <laughs> that sounds like the worst STD ever, man. Kravathor. <laughs> I looked up with this bitch Saturday night, dude. I got fucking Kravathor in my underwear, man. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the album cover looks like. It looks <laughs> like what he's got, Kravathor. <laughs> It's All like right. he's just screaming in agony. Oh! Yeah, Grab pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch! <laughs> Grab a Thor, will penetrate you! <laughs> Grab a Thor! <laughs> 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 I don't know why that's funny every time, but it is. <laughs> Not to isolate that one. <laughs> Very nice. And then you have uh, you've got a metal nerdery favorite, Creator. Oh, that's a good one. Calls of calls Oh my god, it's so fucking awesome! You guys are talking <laughs> about Miller. How the fuck did you get in here? Where the fuck did you? You're not online. Knows, what the fuck are you, man? I, I, sorry, is, I, is, I just hacked it. I'm down the street in a van. Sorry. Millie, Millie. What? Social? Hey, hey, Adam, what's going on, man? They, they, <laughs> thanks for driving the trucks and stuff. It's awesome. Thank you, America. Oh, you're welcome. But uh, <laughs> social distancing, Millie. Social distancing. You're not supposed to be in Matt's house, buddy. No, no it, it, it's cool. He's, he's got like uh, two yardsticks. So actually... Uh, Glenn Danzig and his clone are over here, so they're like keeping us separated. They're like together, they're six feet, so it's like they're laying between us. I know that sounds kind of gay, but not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, it's six feet is why I'm telling you, so it's like, you know, he's way over there. So, anyway, hey guys, it's good to see you. All right, go, go nice back. to hear from you, Millie. Yes, yeah, you see, see you guys. I'll catch up with you later and tell you about the tour. Sounds yeah, good. Sure. Sounds good. Thank you, Millie, for joining us. It's been a while. He sounds he sounds rejuvenated in a way. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was a good album for sure. Cause for conflict. I'll have to check it out. I'm not super yes. familiar. I wouldn't that out Chrissy and I think I heard one song by them one time that was pretty decent, but I don't They know. were always kind of considered black metal, weren't they? Yeah. Well, that, well I, mean, I know the note says death, but I mean, with all the upside down crosses and the pentagram, that's usually sort of 
It's like we heart Lucifer. Okay, whatever. And there's the uh, the mighty Caius right there. I like that album a lot. And the circus leaves town. Love it. Love it. I don't know if I like that one as much as I love like Welcome to Sky Valley. But I do love that one just because of what it is, because it's just the vibe, the feel of it, and the vibe of it's just really, really yeah. cool. Yeah, I don't know that. That might be my favorite. I don't know. It's probably it's probably the most most fun. Maybe if you like Queens of the Stone Age, go check out Caius. It's a completely different. It's a completely different vibe, but it's still kind of in that space. I guess in a way you could almost say if we're relating it to food, and I am because I'm hungry. It's kind of like lasagna. Lasagna is not really pasta, but it kind of is, but it's kind of different. So think about that when you think about Caius and or Queens of the Stone Age. Would you say that's fair, Adam? Sure. I'm not going to argue with you, so. Sure, I've already <laughs> ate, man. I'm not hungry. Shut up. Go fuck yourself. Whatever. I don't give a shit. All right. And you got some what lacrimosa and lord belial i'm not familiar so no. well, let's talk about the album covers for a minute because Boobies. i like lacrimosa <laughs> <laughs> i like lacrimosa a lot i have a feeling the inferno is probably a little further south on her torso than the uh, focal yeah, point yeah. of the album uh-huh. cover um and then of course lord belial um i like the album uh, title kiss the goat kiss the goat and it's an actual goat on the picture of uh laura belisle's goat yeah not the greatest of all time an actual goat thank you and then malevolent creation another one of those i've heard of never listened to yeah same here and the Marilyn Manson smells like children EP. So I, I got to ask a weird question. I know it sounds odd to say, but just that, that kind of make like, okay, what, what do children smell like? Like baby food and vomit. I guess when I think of like, you know, smells like children, it's like, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> smells like children. What kind of, what kind of crap? What kind of crap is this music? I don't know what it is. It smells like children. That's what he was going for. Maybe so. He succeeded. Shocker, right? He's yeah. yeah. Shock metal. Shock metal. Shock <laughs> metal. Shocker metal. That's it. And you got the Megadeth Hidden Treasures EP. It was okay. There wasn't much. There was like I don't five or six know. songs on it. Most of them were covers, I think. That, that was pretty much the excuse to let's release all the covers that we did for other movies and shit and all the other things we did for soundtracks. Let's just throw them on an album. So uh, that was yeah. kind of cool, but it was sort yeah. of like, yeah. Yeah. Paranoid. No more Mr. Nice guy on there. Huh? Yeah. What do you mean? They did a good version oh. of paranoid. I thought. Yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah. And then the Mashuga. Yes. The early uh, version. The gent, or whatever. Did you know that they, when they went into this, they they had no backup plan. Like when they started doing, when Mashuga started, it was kind of like, this is just what we do. And the irony is, is they've kind of their sound is like really specific and heavy and awesome as fuck now. But I mean, it was awesome back then, but it was like it was still so new, nobody knew what to do with them. 
Yeah. Like, what, yep. the, what are you guys doing? It's like, it's going to be awesome. Just give us two decades. It'll be fine. <laughs> You'll catch on. You'll catch on eventually. And then you got Mind Rot. I am not familiar with them. Donning and Forlorn. I like the name. Name yeah, sounds yeah. cool. Mind Rot. Sounds like a stoner band. I'm guessing they're probably not, but it sounds like one. Speaking of, uh, Monster Magnet dopes to infinity. Yeah, That is a good album, by the way. I was, I was going to say, you're, you're probably the Monster Magnet aficionado of, of this group. Yeah, they're, they're kind of one of those you have to sort of be in a mood for it. I mean, they're sort of almost like, I don't want to say, camp, they're not really campy, but it's like, you know, there are aspects of their earlier shit kind of have like an old school, almost like a blue cheer kind of vibe, like blue cheer on steroids, which blue cheer, in case you guys didn't know, is like pre-Black Sabbath. Yeah. 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 I, bought one of the, I think I bought, uh, was it Super Judge or something? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, like you said, I, I tried to listen to them and it just like it wasn't bad, but I just couldn't really dig it. They turned know. into a project band for me, but it's like that. I've got to be in a place to listen to Monster Magnets. Like I got to be just in the mood, which, which is probably code for you know I need a lot of drugs to be able to listen to Monster Magnet, dude, because they're like <laughs> drug metal, man. You gotta. I'm kidding. I don't need drugs. I need Jesus. That makes your life better. You don't need drugs. But that that album, that Monster Magnet album, is probably like their 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 best. Dope's to Infinity. Check it out. Yes, indeed. Tasty. Moonspell, Wolfheart. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know the name. <laughs> That's about Not it. Not familiar, but the album cover's badass. It shows two two wolves <laughs> look like they're about to make out and have a very passionate evening. Mm, yes. Of murder. Ah, and speaking of professional alcoholism, there's Morbid Angel. Yes. Domination. <laughs> the alcohol is dominating him. Dominated <laughs> by booze. Never listened to them a whole lot here and there. Here and there, yeah. I never did either. I mean, I know they always got respect, but yep. I, just, yep. I always knew about them. I just never really, really knew them. Didn't really knew them. I knew about them, but I didn't really knew them. Really? Then you get Morgana Le Fay, Sanctified. Don't know anything about that. Neither uh, here. I like the name, though. Morgana. And uh, a couple that I assume are death metal, Mortician and Mortification. I wonder if those guys got in a legal battle with each other. <laughs> See, no, you're too close. I think I heard a, like a uh, mortician song one time on some compilation it sounded like it was a bedroom recording so i don't know oh really yeah yeah he's got cookie on there so there you go that's yeah. pretty much what i remember so cookie. <laughs> and then the mota head sacrifice it does look pretty badass you always gotta love the motorhead album covers because they always got that logo on there snaggletooth on there and that is name yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with that album. Now I have to admit, unfortunately. Uh, and then Mr. Mungle, which I don't know. I never really. I know a lot of people like Mr. Mungle, but I never could get into the circus metal core. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's definitely an acquired taste. I think. Mr. Not 
it's 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 off the reservation just a smidge. But I mean, it's also Mike Patton, so there you yeah. go. And then there's some more. I'm not really familiar. I, I know the name My Dying Bride. I think I have a few yeah. other songs on some stuff. I'm not, I'm not familiar. And Necrophages I've heard of. I've heard of, but I'm not really not overly familiar. Nimbryonic. I've never heard of Nimbryonic. Yeah, I've never heard of them, so I don't know. The Nevermore you've heard of. Oh, yeah, Nevermore, absolutely. Yes. That was, I don't know if I got that one, though. That's like the EP, I thought, or like just the first album. I didn't get into them to like Politics of Ecstasy, which is later. It was like the next one. This might have been like the first, first one. Yeah. The first one, uh, I think, well, I came across uh, Dreaming Neon Black. That's the one that kind of got me. Yeah, that was an awesome one, too. Yeah, that was badass. Absolutely. Old singer from Sanctuary. Sanctuary. If you're fancy like Bruce, you say Sanctuary. 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 Hello, you have Sanctuary from Angerland. <laughs> and some more Gales. stuff I'm not familiar with. Night in Gales. Sylph-like EP. I don't know that. Nightfall, Athenian Echoes. I guess they're Greek. Athenian, maybe. Nothing, Nothing face. face. It seems like I've heard that name. I've heard of November's Doom. Uh, Doom. Amid its hallowed mirth. It's like, okay, mirth is supposed to be funny, and hallowed is supposed to be sacred. Amid its... Funny sacredness. They're from Chicago. Chicago. They're, a, they're a death doom band. Still active. Doom. Okay, the Holy next crap, one. You look, at their, you look at the November's Doom past members thing on uh, Wikipedia, and it's like, there's like 20 of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, oomph. That's that's unreal. That's actually a band. That the cover is just funny as shit to look at. Oof. Never heard of it. Let me guess. Are they mm. like a German dance industrial metal band? And then we have this little band here that Matt likes a little bit. Just a touch. Just Chopin. a touch. Yeah. It's back when they were still pretty much on the <laughs> the early death metal stuff. Okay. Yes, all the same. Their first glorious album. I'm not too familiar with the next one. Orphanage. Orphanage. Uh, and you got the Osmosis. The Osman. <clears throat> Pardon the cough. That is not COVID 19, by the way. Sure. Be sure clear. I was not really listening to Oz at that point, so I don't. Uh, I was not familiar. Yeah, me either. Only the stuff you hear on the on the radio, you know. Yep. Checked out at that point too. I think. And Paradise Lost. I've heard of those guys. Draconian times. Draconian. Draconian. I like a drink. Pessimist. Hey, I need to go frost real quick. Can we can we pause for a quick uh, frost break?
Thank you. He's very sharing. What are you doing, Matt? Just take your time, dude. <laughs> Nothing but time. Nothing but time. Don't let us interrupt you. As long as you're happy. That we made it to the peas and had to go pee. Coincidence? Wow. wow. Okay. I think, not. I think that's uh, I think that's what's called synchronicity. I think that's what that's called. Take take the mic out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're down to one of my uh, 1995 favorites. Yeah, the PM5K. The PM5K, man. I that album. I just remember me and uh, me and Sean. We wore that damn album out. Yeah, yeah. It's just the cool. the main guy singer is a uh, pardon my voice there uh, is Rob Zombie's brother Spider. Ah. But uh, this album mm-hmm. I thought was brilliant, and then they came out with When the Stars Revolt, and it was like a completely different band. Completely yeah, it was band. not the same, and it just. It just didn't really, I don't know. I like the, the weird funkiness they had on this album. And that album went a total different direction. So, I don't know. Mega Kung Fu Radio. Mm-hmm. This album had a lot of good a lot of good tracks on it. I liked it. Oh, good. Holy shit. Quiet Riot was still around in 95. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Down, Down to the, the bone. bone. If you listen to it too, because um, I hit the I hit the link on it, it sounds like why well, right. Was, uh, That's what it was, should sound like. I yeah. guess uh, Debro was still singing at that point, right? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think he passed away until a little later. He was like in his fifties, I think, when he passed away. So in the eighties, he probably would have been in his twenties. He was probably more recent. He was probably still still with that group. Down to the bone. Yeah, he was singing. 2007, it looks like. Yeah, he kicked off in 2007, so kicked off. Yeah. Sensitive. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one at all. Yeah. Rage. Uh, I had a couple of their songs on a compilation. I kind of liked them. They were a little heavy, a little thrashy, kind of proggy. Uh Pretty good though. I liked them. Black in mind. Yeah, Black I liked them. Mind. I never really uh, delved into them much further than those uh, compilations, but I thought they were pretty good. And then Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. I'm not familiar with that one. I listened to a little bit of it. Um, I would say it's not my style, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't, there's no telling who was even in that, that version. He's, he's gone through so many musicians and all of his projects. So oh, I'm sure, I'm sure at that point it was probably maybe leaning more towards like the Blackmore's night kind of stuff. Yeah. He kind of went off what into the, it looks like he's got an electric, a strat there though on the album. I don't know. Yeah. yeah he went off and did a lot of, a lot of Renaissance festival type music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I guess that's the most accurate way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Festival type music. <laughs> then you got Ramstein or Ramstein or however you want to say it. Ramstein. Ramsteinstein. Herzlaid. I don't know. Herzlaid. Never really listened to them a lot. So. No, although I think they're considered kind of like the. Uh, I think they're like as big as like Metallica in Germany, like that level of popularity. Yes, but yeah. but are they as big as David Hasselhoff? <laughs> that is the question. That is the question. <laughs> if they are, then that says a lot. If they're as big as David Hasselhoff, that's a that's a good barometer, I guess. It's like, all right, <laughs> how fucking successful are you? You bigger than Hoff? Bigger than the Hoff? Hoff? Yeah, get them on the bill. Get them on the bill. They're bigger than Hoff. Dude, they're fucking bigger than Hoff. Get them on the fucking bill. All right, that'll be a that'll be a metal nerdery follow-up trivia question. Is Ramstein absolutely bigger than David Hasselhoff in Germany? Yes. And you have the That's red hot chili peppers, one hot minute, which I was kind of beyond the chili peppers at that point. Yeah, same. Same here. I think the last one I really liked from them was the uh, Mother's Milk. I like that album, but yeah, did not not too big in the Billy Chippers. I like the one album. Listened to that quite a bit as it as as it came out. Whichever one, the um, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, yeah, that was the one before this, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I had this one as well, but I don't. I, don't I think I've got it. I mean, yeah. and there's some good music on it. It's just yeah. Yeah. And then you got the right. Oh. Then you got the aren't they like a pirate metal band or something? I don't know. <laughs> pirate metal. I almost did a spit take of my uh, Captain and Coke onto my brand new lovely computer screen there. So thank you for that. Sure. That's not the only thing that's been no, I'll stop. <laughs> hey, man, this is a new. To be fair, it's a new computer. I haven't actually tainted this one yet, so it's still, it's still, it's still yeah, sweet. Running Wild formed in 1976. Well, I remember always reference like in the 80s and stuff. Running Wild, like they were kind yeah, of yeah. I was like, right. Yeah, they they're like a lot of their stuff is pirate based. Pirate taste? Wow. Yeah, it says right here, creating and influencing the later named pirate metal subgenre. Yes. That was right. That was right. Pirate Pirate metal, baby. Pirate metal. That was fucking awesome. (laughs) I gotta listen to that. Pirate metal. (laughs) (laughs) What are the vocals like now? No cookie Uh, monsters like his next song is called Walking Plane. Does it sound like you're watching SpongeBob? I mean, what the <laughs> fuck? 
shit. Kill the Buccaneer. This is the next <laughs> song. Arr. Arr. St. Vitus. Yeah, St. Vitus. Yeah, they got Vitus Vitus. They're uh, they got some good stuff. Good, I know yeah. the guy from uh, the guy from uh, the Obsessed. Why not? He was in with them for a while. Yeah, but uh, pretty good stuff. I know they. A lot of guys, like you see, pictures of Phil and all kinds of bands wearing old St. Vitus shirts. Yeah, well, they were kind of one of the early like stoner metal bands, I think. Yeah, they were the whole stoner doom kind of thing. Yeah, early adopter. Yes, we like the early adopters. Having the most Samuel Rebellion. Not familiar. Me either. Yeah. And then you got Savitard. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get something out of him. It sounds like he's trying to laugh and not spit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. Yeah, I just <laughs> swallowed. Okay. Oh, <laughs> sabotage. Uh, sounds like, or it looks like sabotage was a big year. They released Dead Winter Dead, Japan Live '94, and Ghost in the Ruins, a tribute to Chris Olivia Live. Well, he he died in a car wreck or something, didn't he? Something like that. Yeah, I remember that was kind of tragic. I remember they always had the coolest album covers, though. All right, Duke. Sorry, Duke. Get, get guest appearance from the Duke, the, the <laughs> Ultra Honkus. <laughs> ultra Honkus. I remember I saw Sabotage one time. They played with, I think it was, it was, it was a weird bill, man. If I remember right, it was Testament, Sabotage, and Nuclear Assault. That is a weird bill. It's a cool fucking yeah. bill, but it's a, definitely an odd mix. Was it the uh, original Roxy? In yeah, I I went to that one as well, and I don't remember because I listened to a little bit of this album, you know, uh, putting this together, and it does not sound like it goes with those two bands. Yeah, I thought it, it was definitely out left field. Yeah. I don't know. I guess my favorite sabotage will always be Hall of the Mountain King, but whatever. That's the one that seems to have the most relevancy, like in even in our circles, like the Thrive circles. I think it seems like that album gets the most. Yeah. The most hails. That's kind of before they started doing all the uh, the rock opera kind of stuff. That's what it, that's what this one is is like rock opera. It's, yeah, yeah. They they got big into that, which I mean, hell, yeah. If it works for him, it works. Yeah. But. Yep. Well, I think Gooder Ballet came out probably between this and Hall of the Mountain King. I feel like Gooder Ballet was kind of in that vein too, but anyway, moving on. Yeah, I think so. Moving on. Moving on. And then on some sentence. I'm not really familiar with Sentence. Oh, wait, you have Sentence? Oh, this is the same. Sorry. Sentenced. Love and Death EP and a Mock. Wouldn't that be shitty if one band was called Sentence? present tense and the other one was called sentence, <laughs> sentence. Yeah. it's like holy shit the judge would probably have a field day with that I don't want to talk about this septic and then flesh septic flesh Isoptron. that sounds like not good yeah. <laughs> and you have sinister hate I'm not familiar the album cover is cool. It almost just sounds like, all right, man. Hey, let's come up with what words are like the most scary, like crazy, fucked up words we could use as a band name, bro. 
It's like sinister and the title's hate. It's like it almost just sounds like really? I mean the album cover's just bad anyway. Shut up, man. You're fucking rambling. Nobody gives a shit what you think anyway. And then you have uh Chris Barnes post Cannibal Corpse, uh six feet under. I never really could get into them a whole lot. I never did either. I, I knew about them. I just never really. Yeah. You want to they talk about Cookie of, Monster? That guy well, was Cookie similar. Monster. They real. were really similar, though, to, to Cannibal Corpse, weren't they? I mean, what was kind of the uh, difference? Uh, they, were, they were kind of. Cannibal Corpse was pretty. I don't remember Six Feet Under being as technical, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah, because Cannibal Corpse is pretty fucking technical. Kind of straight ahead, just. Non-technical death metal, whatever the hell you want to call it. Non-technical death metal. <laughs> yeah, stupid metal. That's what it is. Stupid metal, man. Hey, man, right, you're the you... dumb metal man. <clears throat> hey. Then you have skepticism. I don't know that at all. Storm Crow hey. Fleet. I don't know about that album title either. So that's a lot. Storm Crow Fleet. And if anybody can tell us about this next one, I'm sure it's you, Matthew. <laughs> Yes, I do have this one, Skid Row, Subhuman Race. Weirdly, it's... Because remember, Skid Row was friends with the guys in Pantera, so, you know, when Pantera was doing, you know, Cowboys from Hell and the Blower Display of Power, they were friends with the Skid Row. So naturally, Skid Row's stuff started to get heavier. Of course, you know, Slave to the Grind was heavier and stuff. Well, this came out. I like There was a lot of good stuff on Slave to the Grind, I thought. Slave to the Grind is a really good fucking album. I mean, that that's yeah. like a huge jump even from the self-titled, the debut. But this one, it was just kind of, it, it. it's like it didn't, like they didn't know who they were. It's like they were trying to be. Not like they were trying to be heavier like Pantera, but it was like it was it had influenced their sound, but it influenced it so much that it's like it didn't make sense anymore. You know what I mean? I know it sounds yeah. bizarre to explain, but it just didn't sound like them. I guess it'd be like somebody saying the Motley Crue album didn't sound like Motley Crue. It's like, well, kind of the same way. Gotcha. The same main vein, if you will. Ha ha. Ha. Boom. boom. And then you have Skyclad, not familiar. Skyclad. The Silent Whales of Lunar Sea. I don't know what that means, but whatever. She was nude, only Skyclad in clouds. And then you've got some more uh, quality German thrash, Sodom, Masquerade yeah. in Blood. You gotta love that. That's a cool title just by itself. <laughs> you want to talk about cool titles is the next one, Strapping Young Lad. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy, heavy is a really, really heavy thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, stole, I stole the words out of your mouth. Yes, yeah, stay out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Oh. Uh, I've never heard this one, but uh, the one, uh, I think the self-titled one I had, and it was pretty badass. Uh, for those that don't know, Strapping Young Lad is uh, Devin Townsend. He's kind of the main guy. That stuff, though, whenever he did the strapping stuff, that was like, really fucking heavy because he did instrumental yeah. shit later like solid stuff but the strapping stuff is always like yeah yeah the strapping was like fucking just brutality as fuck yeah. yeah brutal brutality brutal brutality yes and then Stradivarius who I've heard of but don't really I don't know anything about him fourth Same. dimension that is a cool fucking album cover though 
pyramids like floating around and it's like makes me want to do mushrooms i'm just saying it's it's pretty cool looking okay this next one this next one uh kind of gets me excited local local shout out alert metal stuck local shout out alert snapping necks I love those guys, man. Those guys are badass. <laughs> yes. Easily. Yeah. E- easily one of the best. For sure, definitely one of the, the best Atlanta metal bands. One of our favorites. I think we, we pretty much saw them every time they were they were back in town. I mean, we always went to see them. Oh, yeah. Always amazing. Even the, even the time they came in incognito, at the rec room, uh, I was looking at the creative loafing back in the day, and it was listed as a four piece of doom. It didn't say hint, stuck. Hint. Yeah, right. So yeah. I saw that. And I got with Scott and Sean. I was like, dudes. I was like, that's that's fucking mojo, man. We got to yeah. go there. So we went, not really sure, pretty sure, pretty positive, but you didn't know. And sure enough, mojo came out. It was it was a, it was a good night. Glorious. Cool. Yeah, it was a really awesome. good night. Yep. Snapping Necks is definitely one of those you need to have if you can find it. Suffocation. I think uh, a little a little side note from that show. I think that's the day that Sean and I got in a wreck. And then so we rode down with Scott and Heather and him and I were feeling pretty bad because we uh we were in that accident. We were like, man, we're not getting in the pit tonight. We're just gonna have a couple of beers, chill out. And then Rich came up there and went chugga, chugga, chugga. And we looked at each other and we were like, shit. Nope. So we get in the pit, running around, feeling pretty good, get some beers in us. There's people crowd surfing. Some dude came around and basically kicked me in the side of the head so hard it popped one of my contacts out. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. So I went popped the rest of the out? night. Yeah, it was, it was just gone. It was like, Pow. Yeah. And, uh, so I went the rest of the night with one contact, so that was fun. So mm. anyway, Univision, Tales from the Pit. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. Thank you. Uh, suffocation pierced from within. Pierced from within. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've listened to some of their stuff over the years. It's it's pretty good. I know there's yeah, a lot of people. Huh? What? I was say, yeah, but have you ever been pierced from within, though? No, actually, I haven't, so. <laughs> I guess it's better than being pierced from behind. <laughs> 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 oh! Uh, hello! But him, but him. Yeah, with the anal sex jokes. Come to the fore. Yes. All right, and then there's another band uh, Matt's probably more familiar with, Symphony X. Yep. Kind of like uh, also, also Dream Theater-esque, but uh, the Damnation game, yes, I do like the Symphony X. I've got all their stuff, as far as I know. I like them a lot. I like Dream Theater better, but I like them too. Does, I, I've got to ask, though. Does uh, What's his name? Russell something? What's his singer's Russell name? Russell Allen? Yeah. Does, does he whisper does he, down the back of your neck? I don't know if he whispers, and you know what? To be fair, Adam, I don't know if his whispers are careless whispers either, but I guess if Ronnie James Dio whispered, then yes, that's what Russell Allen would sound like. 
Okay, I got you. He does, but he doesn't whisper, as far as I know. He speaks. Uh, he yells. <laughs> He's like a whispering Ronnie James Dio. That's what Russell Allen. And you know yeah. Ronnie don't whisper. Right. Exactly. Good. So then you got Tankard. I've listened to a little bit of them over the years. I think they sing about beer a lot, don't they? The name like that, they must. (laughs) Yeah, I remember them back in the day. I feel like the the next band is like it should be like a tribute to my life. Yeah, they're German, so you know, I'm sure they sing about beer. Theater of tragedy or tankard. Uh, they had an album in 2000, or 2000 called Kings of Beer. So, Who tankered? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they had a song, an album in 2006, The Beauty and the Beer. Beauty and the Beer? Yeah. And then uh, 2012, they had a, uh, one called A Girl Called Cerveza. Cerveza. <laughs> I guess that's what you would call like alcohol metal then, right? <laughs> Is that pretty close? Cool? They had an, uh, one called R.I.B., which is, I'm going to assume, rest in beer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Theater of tragedy. I don't know that. I don't either. Sounds like my life story, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty uplifting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, anything I can do to help. The world's in plague. All, right. All the causes of death have been eliminated except for one. And Matt's... Uh, Still album to Steven. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and he's not right either. Yes. Uh, next, one of my Therapy. faves. Therapy. They're, aren't they from uh, Angerland? They are from Angerland. <laughs> yes. Hello, uh, I got it. From Angerland. Scott got me into those guys. They're they're freaking good. We used to cover one of their songs. Uh, Die laughing. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah, it's I, funny. I recommend, I, I, I recommend heard, anybody check them out. I heard the original version of Die Laughing, but I always liked y'all's version better. I guess because oh, thank you. I know you guys, but I just I don't know. I like I dug y'all's version more. Thank you. We liked it. it was a, I think it was one of our favorite songs to uh, play, actually. So cool. I always thought it was funny because you guys were like the only. You guys were like the, you and Scott both were like the only two I knew that really knew about like that we're big into therapy because I know he was into him and then you kind of got into him and it was like, they're definitely a different, a different, different flavor, if you will. But God yeah. bless Angerland for, for therapy. Yeah, absolutely. So then you have Therian. I've heard of them. That's about it. Not even. La Paca Cliffoth. It just sounds... It sounds like someone's saying apocalypse with like a hellacious lisp. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's apocalypse. No, no. Say it was. Sounds me. like you're uh, going for Klingon there. I don't know. Yeah. Apocalypse. Okay. No, there's no help for you. You get an F. And you have third, the, the third yeah, and the mortal. I don't, I'm not familiar. <laughs> Night Swan. Uh, avant-garde, doom metal, experimental. Could be interesting. Be interesting. Check it out. And there's our boy, McAlpine. Tony McAlpine. That was so big yes. to see him in an actual clinic. Yeah, we went to a music store one time and, and saw one of his clinics. Oh, cool. cool. 
yeah, he was he was freaking awesome. Awesome. He still is really. He kind of had a cancer battle here the last couple of years, and yeah, I think he kicked it in the balls. Though. Yeah, yeah, he came out pretty so, good. In the ball saga. Yeah, I think he did kick it in the fucking ball saga. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kicks cancer square in the ball mm. saga. Trouble. I have that album. Plastic um, Greenhead. I like it. I think it's pretty good. Uh, it, uh, Bill might like it. It's it's kind of in that stoner doom vibe uh, cool. that he's into right now. Yeah. Um, but they're they're a band that's been around forever. I think they're from Chicago. They've been around forever. Um, they were part of that Probot thing that Dave Grohl did a few years back too. There's a some good stuff on that album. I might have to pull that one back out. <laughs> cool. Uh, unanimated. Don't know. Ancient God of Evil. I don't know. I will say this: that that's probably one of the most is eviler is eviler eviler eviler. No, it's it's definitely got a high degree of evilosity to it. Something about the upside down cross. The fact that there's jewelry made seems like a commitment to evil that I'm not exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's actually exceptional evil, really. Exceptional. I mean, I mean, there's marginal evil, but then there's exceptional evil. These guys, unanimated, ancient god of evil, they look like they're exceptional evil. So, might check it out. I like the, uh, it seems like the next one in the dark recesses of my mind, it seems like I've heard of them, but I don't remember. Uncle um, Slam. I, yeah, I listened, to, I listened to quite a bit of their, their stuff. I like it. I like well, it was lot. it good? I was thinking yeah. it looks like something I should check out. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. Uncle Slam. Okay, cool. Yeah, it when looks God like does. it's. It looks like somehow it's tangentially related to some other bands that we know, like maybe some other kind of pseudo comedy metal bands, yeah. like Scatterbrain or something. I'm not sure. I'm just saying. Looking at the name, it looks very, very familiar. Yeah, it, it's good. Yeah, there is. Is a they were a crossover thrash band from LA, influenced by uh, bands like Suicidal. DRI, COC, Black Flag, Circle Jerks. So, yeah. As well as metal bands like Sabbath, Maiden, Slayer, Motorhead. So, yeah. Going by all that, it sounds like something that uh, you should definitely check out. Yes. Sounds quite tasty, you might say. Excellent. Unleashed, Victory. Not familiar. Cool artwork. I think I've. Uh, listen to some of their if it's the band i'm thinking about i've listened to some of their stuff it's pretty good or some of their newer stuff anyway i think they're kind of one of those let me uh i think they started out kind of like some of those others pretty much straight death metal and they've they've kind of stretched out over the years if it's the band i'm thinking of they've some of their stuff is even kind of proggy now interesting if it's the band i'm thinking of Sam, I was going to say, it sounds kind of like your typical Scandinavian like black metal band. I Only. could be wrong. I don't know. But. Hey, their last album was called The Hunt for the White Christ. So uh, It's uh, probably uh, death metal, I'm guessing. <laughs> burp is not part of the death metal. It doesn't make it burp metal core or something <laughs> like that. I don't think this is the band I'm thinking of. Looking at their album titles, so I don't know. Who I don't know who I'm thinking of. Um, there's another one that you're probably more familiar with: Alien Levi. Love Seekers. 
alien love secrets. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. I remember you're going to laugh probably if you even remember, you remember favorite. Are you having problems making your words? No, I'm not. Cause my internet sounds so like, sounds up. like you're, it sound, no, it sounds like you're starting to lag. <laughs> <laughs> starting to lag. There's like, it sounds like there's starting to be a lag from your brain to your mouth. <laughs> 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 like your mouth is trying to keep up with your brain. <laughs> that's always a conflict, though. That's that's, that's not new. That's, that's not, not new. That's nothing. No, you know it's funny that uh, when Alien Love Secrets came out, the Steve I EP, that was that was back when. Um, do you remember Fabro? Yeah, that was back when she and I were dating. Oh, okay. So it's pretty cool. There's like uh he basically took the kind of the thing he did in Crossroads, like the bad the the train thing at the beginning of the cutting heads mm-hmm. thing in Crossroads. He turned that into a song, he had a couple other songs. It was ah. a cool EP. I mean, I dug it. All quality, you know, there's a song in there called Boy from Seattle about Hendrix. It's like a total Perfect Hendrix, you know, salute, you know, very, very well done. But I highly recommend you to go buy it, download it, whatever. Cool. Excellent. So after that, Vader, I've I've heard of them, never really listened to them. Not very familiar, but I know they get name checked a lot. In the <sighs> and then yeah. you have Van Halen's. I mean, Van Halen. <laughs> no, I'm having problems. <laughs> Pick on Matt, and then, uh, yeah. That's the way it works. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Run your mouth, and you get burned, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Van Halen. Man, I can't, I can't walk. I can't keep my fucking Van Halen's up. I'm all out of Halen's. Balance. Balance. Oh, shit. So that was after the fuck album. Yeah. I like that album. I'm trying to well, I don't think I'm like too familiar fuck? with this one. Fuck's great. Balance is kinda Balance is good. It's actually a really good Van Halen album. I don't think I'm familiar. I'm looking at the title or the track listing now and I don't I'm not really There was like a video, I think, for like the third track. Don't uh, tell me. Don't tell me what love can do. Yeah, what love can do. Yeah. That's funny. That's it? like the longest track on the whole. Well, the second longest track on the whole album. They made a video for it. Weird. But, uh, of course, it's, it's not cool Dream album. Theater length. It's only like six minutes long. But you know. Yeah, that's like their. That's like their interludes, man. That's, that's, that's what those <laughs> are. <laughs> that's just a Dream so Theater that's, intro. That's <laughs> <laughs> Six minutes? Oh, that's barely an intro. <laughs> like we have like an hour intro. Our concerts are like twenty-eight hours long. What are you talking about? And then you got Vince Neil. I am not familiar with that at all. Neither. <laughs> either am I. Nor am I familiar with Virgin Black. That was that was his. Wasn't that his band? And. Uh, Oh, Fairlane, no. Ford Fairlane. What? Uh, what his name like Johnny Black or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. 
it was something like that. Like Vince Neil played a character. It was like, you know, it was Bobby Black. That's it. It was Bobby Black. Bobby Black. Yeah, that was it. Holy shit. Going way I, thought, I thought that was, I thought Virgin Black was in, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Never mind. Oh, wait. No, not at all. Virgin Black is a Austra- <laughs> They're an Australian Gothic Doom band, so I don't think Vince Neil is involved. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. My nope. bad. My bad. Moving on. Nope. Moving on. So, Vital Remains? I don't, I'm not familiar. No. Nope. Some more yeah, death metal. No. Tons of death metal that year, apparently. Evidently. It was a good year for death metal, right? Yeah. Okay, the next one. Negatron, Voivod. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. I know Voivod's always kind of in that weird box all by themselves, but I feel like I need to go listen to them just for pure research. Oh, there... Was there a guitar player named Piggy or something? I don't know. Something like that, I think. Yeah. Piggy. <laughs> I think my brother had a couple of their albums... It was pretty decent, but I never. Yeah, his name was so much. his name was Dennis Piggy Demore. All right. Jason Newstead was on one of their albums. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> the next one. Yeah, Dimension Dimension Hatchross was pretty good. Nothing Face Angel Rat. I remember those three. That was yeah, like late those, 80s, those, early those 90s. Those I remember from like uh, Wreckage. I remember those. Yeah. So the next one, Wasp, still not black enough? Yeah, evidently I was not paying attention to Wasp at that point. So. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of seems like an ill-fated uh, name for an album. Not sure what they were going for, but like none more black. Like, no, there already was a black album that came out four years earlier. Nope. Oh, black albums, blacker than your black album. Okay, so I bought, I did buy the album after that one. Came Going out in 97. Boyvard or Wasp? Wasp. The album. Oh, what, Kill Fuck Die? Yeah, I had that one. Be, I bought that one because uh, I think uh, Chris Holmes was back on that one. If I recall correctly, didn't we get some kind of weird, like, boner for like the revival of like the Headless Children lineup and like that album and how awesome it was? And we were hoping that that was going to be like that, and then it turned out to be nothing like it. Or is yeah. that just me? Yeah, because I was, I was into them for the first four albums, and then I kind of lost track. And I heard Chris Holmes was back on that KFD album, so I bought that. But it was, it kind of had like this weird industrial kind of twinge to it, if I remember right. Yeah, they kind of grappled with their sound and their identity there for a while, which was sort of kind of after the, the fall of like all the 80s metal bands when they kind of just fell away. Yeah. They, they didn't quite latch onto their sound, which was unfortunate, but. Anyway, not familiar with this one very much. I'm not either. I'm not no familiar word. with the next one either. Warrant. Ultraphobic. I didn't know I they mean. had an album out. And <laughs> I, w- I wonder if that's kind of that sad sort of 
thing where bands get where they get pigeonholed because like Warren, you know, they were always kind of looked at as like a glamish band and then they got a little heavy or something. And then they kept trying to find their sound and just sort of like grasping at straws, I guess. I don't know. I'm not familiar with Ultraphobic. I'm not either. By 95, I guess grudge music had already pretty much set in. So a lot of these bands were kind of like, huh? And said uh, this this album saw Warrant acknowledging the grunge phenomenon, so that can't be good. Uh, that, that's, Warrant that's, trying to throw the grunge in. I don't know. That's called chasing a trend. That, that's where uh, Pantera would give you the middle finger and say, <laughs> "Fucking." It's all right. Kiss did it. Kiss did it. Yeah, that's true. Kiss did it pretty well, to be fair. Yeah, that was a pretty good album. Revenge, Revenge was a pretty fucking good record. So, you know, say what I you agree. want. Jesus I agree. I like Kiss. Kiss. His actual official really. And grunge? Is that, is that what you just said? Well, no. Well, <laughs> well, okay. Hold on. Sidebar. So this is sort I'm of familiar with that. I'm not familiar with that. No, wait. Listen. So, okay. No. Kiss put out an album. <laughs> I'm not, th- you know what? I fucked that all up. I'm not even thinking about revenge. I'm thinking about Carnal of the Souls, which was there not you go. at all. There that you was go. actually, I fucked up. So it wasn't revenge. <laughs> it was Carnival of Souls. Matt, you're an idiot. That was a hand slap, by the way. But that's the one I was thinking of. And that wasn't really grungy. That was actually more metal. That was probably the best. Musically, that was the best Kiss album ever made. It was a good album. I liked yeah. it. Mm. Heavy. It was definitely heavy. Interesting. Bill's like, y'all are crazy as shit. <laughs> Out of your goddamn Kiss mind, I grunge. don't believe a word of it. <laughs> don't say it's true because you're wrong. What the I don't fuck? Yeah, what don't the bullshit fuck? Me. And you got a little Astro Creep 2000, some zombie. That was a Love good album. That album. Yeah, that was a great album. Dude, Jay's guitar sound on that album was freaking fat, man. It was balls. Well, the whole it. mix on that record was fat. Like, yeah. Well, Sex or Seastole had that kind of retro yeah. vibe in a way. Yeah, it this was. One, yeah. This one had the balls factor turned up. Absolutely. Like Webos. Massive Webos. Webos. And then, and then fucking Rob Zombie had to fuck it all up and go solo. So, you know. Yeah, he had to well. get all artistic and do like movies and stuff, man. It was like, you know, I was like, wow. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything good or bad about Rob Zombie's solo outfit. I'm just saying. They were on the white zombie was on a, on a tear uphill path. And then, then he fucked it up. You could say they were even tearing an yes. uphill path. I love white zombie. Yeah, that's good stuff. Th- those first two records are timeless. Those first two white zombie. Out- well, not the first two, I guess from let's sex for six to what I just said. And this one, yeah, they had some stuff out beforehand. They were kind of more of like a noise band or whatever you want to call them. So, yeah, but the Sex of Cisto and then Astro Creep, those two just something about it. That was like magic for White Zombie. Those two were just completely magic albums. Yep. Stuff. Easily. Yeah. Stuff. Next one I am not familiar with, Y&T, uh, Musically Incorrect. I like, you know, I like the 80s stuff for what it was, but I'm not familiar with the 90s. Ironically, I remember this track, Contagious, as I think about now. Yes. This. Yes. COVID. You know what Y&T stands for? Bullshit. Young and tight. I think. Does it stand for something else? uh, I also heard it was uh, yesterday and today. 
That's, that sounds probably more socially acceptable. <laughs> My version probably sounds a little more dangerous. And <laughs> then, you know, I don't want to get a knock at yeah. Yes, it was, uh, they were originally known as Yesterday and Today. Okay, hey, definitely not All right, what Matt. I thought it stood for. Matt, you're way off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, let me just say that everybody has been over 18. I've seen IDs. It's fine. I'm not going to jail. I don't know Jeffrey Epstein. He's an asshole. Fuck that dude. I never went there. I'm done, Your Honor. <laughs> yes, you are done, sir. Okay, so now I guess it's there. that's what it stands for. Yesterday and today. Not young and tight. I uh I guess it's only fitting that we end out on Ingve uh, <laughs> Dick Momstein. <laughs> <laughs> Magnum <laughs> opus. <laughs> Which only Ingve could call something Magnum. You know, it's funny. I thought like his last five albums were called like Magnum Opus. <laughs> <laughs> or like Opus Infinity or like, you know, fucking Opus Maximus or something. <laughs> or whatever. The opus box. <laughs> Maximum Opus. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum Opus. Maximum opus, opus Extreme. Guy. <laughs> opus Supreme. <laughs> Maximum Supreme Opus. Let's see. Uh, his most recent album was called Blue Lightning. Blue Lightning? Yeah. Not Blue Lightning Opus. Ooh! No. Blue Lightning Opus Core. There you go. That's it. It's a new yeah. kind of that's Ingve metal. That's what that is. Ingve metal. Blue Lightning Opus Core. That's a lot to remember. I think I uh, I dropped out of the Ingve world after trilogy, if I remember correctly. I always remembered my favorite. One of my favorite memories was when I first started learning about like Ingve. There was a dude I went to school with, and for whatever reason, he referred to trilogy, and he might have been dyslexic at the time. Well, looking back on it, but he referred to it as trilogy, and you know, you know how. <laughs> You know how trilogy is spelled? Trilogy is spelled T-R-I-L-O-G-Y. It's almost phonetic, trilogy. And so mm-hmm. for the longest, I called it triology, and I kept looking at it. I'm like, wait, the O is not where he's saying it is. It's somewhere else. That's not right. That's fucking wrong. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking moron. So anyway, for the longest time, I was like, I, people talk about triology, and I was like, I thought I, I, thought I was a badass. It's like I knew about triology. I'm like... It's not math, dude. <laughs> you ain't That's never what... heard of that one, man. <laughs> That's the secret Ingve album. <laughs> Try the, Illumi- the Illuminati session. <laughs> it's the study of pyramids, man. There you go. It's the Illuminati triology, man. <laughs> triology. That'll be we'll be we'll be featuring excerpts from the triology on our Patreon, which I still need to fucking send our illustrious producer stuff for our Patreon so we can right. actually make money and not. <laughs> what have you been doing? Panhandle for uh wallpaper or toilet paper. What have I been doing? Yeah. Um, trying to get motivated to <laughs> trying to get this motivated for the past month, huh? <laughs> For the past month? Come on, man. Yeah, it takes a lot. It's it not to a slum gym. 
You need a slim Jim? Something. Gross. Jim, I don't know. Maybe Jim can kick my ass a little bit. Get me, get me fired up. No. Trying to be more productive. Fucking me. Trying to make every day a magnum opus, folks. That's what I'm going for. There you go. Uh, you know, we all have to shoot for something. So, yes. Just as long as you like donuts. Donuts. <laughs> Usually I shoot for my belly button, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it didn't say art stuck to the wall. No, uh, you put, a, you put a jelly donut around your belly button, <laughs> <laughs> and then it becomes cream filled. Hello. This episode's definitely a little out of the out of the deep end, just a little bit. This episode brought to you I by enjoyed Ball, it though. Saget. <laughs> Ball, Ball Saget. Yeah. That's our our takeaways from this episode is Ball Saget and Crabathor. Crabathor. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Crabathor. <laughs> Don't forget the Crabathor. Long as shit, dude. This is probably this might be like our longest session ever, but you know what? All you motherfuckers are on lockdown. Well, you so did you take like a half hour piss break, so <laughs> dude. In keeping with like Dream Theater's awesomeness of like a six minute like you know intro riff. It's like you know that, that's what I'm doing. You know, trying to this is our this is our uh, progressive episode. That's what this is. There you go. There you go. It's Absolutely. the progressive quarantine sessions. That's what it is. <laughs> all right. I was reaching for something. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy yes. whatever you lads. It was uh, it was fun being back to uh, as I said, full. Metal Nerdery, uh, Power of Threesome. Power of Threesome. Right. We, we need enjoyed to it back. very much. Need to be back. Be. We'll Toward the you. end. Hello. There you are. We'll see you guys on the next one. All right. Enjoy Absolutely, it. brothers. <laughs> Until the next time. Nerd out, fuckers. Nerd out, brothers. <laughs> Nigel Nigerson, and you're listening to Metal Nerdery. Please follow them on the social media. Uh, they are now on Twitter at Metal Nerdery. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Metal Nerdery Podcast. And search for them out in the Googles at metalnerdery.com slash podcast. This is Obvious Osborne. That guy's British. Isn't it obvious? <laughs>